everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And thanks for being with us once again, everybody. Uh, World Series of Poker well underway as we do the show tonight. Our last show was the day bef- we did the day before uh, the 4th of July. So we uh, haven't done a show for a little, about a week and a half. But, uh, of course, the World Series uh, underway and lots of stuff to talk about. I mean, there's lots of great little side stories that we'll get to. Uh, near fist fight uh, that, was, that was televised on the, the programs. Um, I'm enjoying the uh, television, by the way, and because I have and Poker Go, Go right. and I'm catching a lot of it there. But ESPN two, the on day one A carried four hours of coverage. Day two, one uh, B carried four hours, and uh, it's been a little spotty since then. But they uh, tonight uh, is day two C, and they'll come on at seven thirty. Uh, we I don't know if we we'll have the show posted by then, but we're doing it right before the, about that time. And uh, a lot of great stuff, uh, all the great stories and the great coverage that these guys put together with features and that sort of thing. Um, you know, we got our friends out there playing, and we're following their progress. Uh, we got our heroes uh, out there playing, and we're following their progress as well. So we're having a lot of fun. Uh, but we got some great stories to get to tonight, uh, including some big hands, some really crazy hands, yeah. some stuff I've never seen before. But when you think about it, Joe... Uh, when you when you count up the number of hands that are played on day one and two of the World Series of Poker, I mean, we're talking, whatever, 700 tables, you're talking 30 hands an hour for 12 hours on different days, you know, you're talking about thousands of hands. Yes, you're, ta- you're easily talking about, about 20,000 hands. And to pull out a few is uh, is very easy to do and to, to have some stuff, and sometimes they're involved with uh, huge players. Uh, we got a story, obviously, about uh, Vanessa Selps that I'm sure a lot of people have heard, where she ran uh, aces full into quads of Gael Bowman. Uh, that was an interesting hand, and one much crazier than that, uh, that I didn't think he was hardly even humanly possible <laughs> to get. But we'll get to that. Uh, we had a uh, the ladies' tournament last week, and we actually had a man play in the tournament again. Paid the uh, 10000 We'll talk about that. He paid the 10000 and he was actually a pro hockey player. So we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. We'll talk about the results from the ladies and, of course, the $50,000 uh, <laughs> Players' Poker Championship that we uh we're talking about last week when we were on the air, and we'll get to the finals of that. Also, uh, the World Series of Poker Hall of Fame candidates have been nominated, and we'll run down those ten and talk about that and get some thoughts from Joe on who he thinks should go in this year. Uh, big news in online po- uh, online uh, legislation, too, uh, with, with Pennsylvania. Uh, one of the uh, Legislators from Pennsylvania said possibly by the end of this week they may have passed online gambling in Pennsylvania. That would be great. Adding another state a to it little state. by little, but, it's, but, but it, it, hopefully it will go nationwide. Meanwhile, the bad taste of uh, Black Friday still remains in everybody's mouth uh, and uh, is kind of rubbed uh, a little salt in the wound with Chris Ferguson actually running for player of the year. Uh, amazing. And, and a lot of discussion there of uh, how bad that would be for the game, or some people just don't seem to care, really. Uh, but we'll see. You know, we haven't seen this guy in the tables. but uh, And Phil Ivey did not play the uh, main event, by the way, which uh, we, everybody thought he would. And uh, just a ton of things to talk about, so we'll have some fun tonight. That's it. Like you said, there's never anything to talk about in poker. 
<laughs> exactly. But we'll get to some of that in just a minute. Uh, I want to start off by just kind of wrapping up a couple of the pre-main event uh, tournaments. Uh, we were very into the uh, the Poker Players Championship, which was uh, winding down toward the end. Negranu, Daniel Negranu, uh, in the final table with final six. And uh, ended up getting knocked out uh, toward the end there and ended up finishing in fifth. Paul Volpe uh, was the other well-known player. Along with, I, sh- I should say, Ike Haxton also uh, was at the, at the final table. None of them won. Uh, Haxton ended up finishing third. Negreanu was fifth and Volpe was sixth. So, uh, you know, maybe uh, for those people who have their favorites, maybe not the best outcome. But the winner was uh, Elior Sion uh, from the United Kingdom. And uh, he makes a nice big payday there, and probably one of maybe maybe Joe the the top honor in the in the game. We talk about the main event and all that, but the poker players championship is just an all around player in a huge buy in tournament, and uh, he won almost one point four million. It showcases your skill level because of all the different games that are played. Exactly, and uh, it's an eight game mix, and uh, you know they play them all, and. it's fun to follow. Uh, they they televised that on uh, on Poker Go, and I saw a good bit of that. So uh, was having fun. Uh, Negreanu playing well, and is playing well throughout the series. Uh, we had mentioned, I think, two weeks ago about the old timers in the game, and Negreanu, although he's still called Kid Poker, is uh, one of the well, little long in the tooth now. As far as he's young comparison. compared to us, so <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, as far as experience in the game, is is certainly one of the top veterans around, and Mattiso and. Uh, uh, well, we mentioned Chris Ferguson, how well he's doing, but uh, a lot of big-name uh, old-timers. Uh, Frank Casella making a big appearance this year, David Bach winning two bracelets. So a lot of fun stuff going on out there, and uh, it's not just the kids they're, anymore. They're showing that they haven't uh, they haven't forgotten how to play the game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Negreanu uh, had a, the chip lead going into the final table with uh, almost 6 million chips. Uh, Ike Haxton was right behind, and... Uh, they got into the action. I, I don't know how far we, along we were when we actually did the show. I think maybe, uh, I don't know if Opie was out yet by that time. I think the whole thing was uh, in there. But it was a roller coaster day for Daniel Negreanu. And, uh, you know, a couple times he had second best, and we know what second best does. Yeah. Kind of d- decimates Sucks your all your chips. <laughs> e- exactly. Uh, and uh, rather than run down all the hands, because it was several days ago, we'll just uh, kind of tell you that... Uh, uh, Negreanu ended up getting knocked out and uh, finishes in fifth place. Uh, the hand he got knocked out on. Uh, what were they playing? Uh, they were playing a PLO. And uh, Negreanu potted the action uh, after the after the flop, which was 8-6-4, uh, two clubs. Uh, Af- Haxton folded. Donev repotted and put Negreanu at risk. He made the call. And uh, he had jack of clubs, nine of clubs, so he's actually working on a pretty good hand, uh, and also ten and four of diamonds. So the, really, the only thing he had hit was the uh, was the, the uh, four, the four, the pair of fours, and uh, he had a draw to the jack high flush. But Donov had uh, ace and king of clubs, so any kind of flush was not going to help Negreanu at all. And he also had the pair of aces in his hand. So the turn was a club, uh, the duo of clubs, and uh, uh, left Negreanu drawn dead, and, and he was out in fifth place. So uh, people that follow that, uh, he certainly uh, played well again, as usual, but uh, 
no cigar. Three hundred thousand yeah, well, he won though. For, that for just tells place. you, you know, how hard the struggle is to go through these fields from great players that get to that point. You do need a little bit of lady luck on your side when, when to win some of these tournaments. Right. Uh, Ilior Sion <coughs> defeated Johannes Becker for the title. Uh, the final hand was uh, uh, Omaha Hilo, and uh, Becker limped pre-flop, uh, and uh, Cyan checked his action. There was a 7-5-5 flop. Uh, again, uh, uh, Becker came out firing. Cyan check raised him. Becker called a 9 on the turn. Brought another bet out of Cyan, and Becker, getting low, put his chips in the middle, uh, Cyan turned up Queen Jack 7-5 for a flopped full house. And Becker was basically looking for the low. He had Queen 6-6 six, six, deuce. And he had a flush, but uh, against the full house it was worthless. And he needed an ace, tray, 4, or 8 to make the low, but a 5 came out on the river. Given, given Cyan quads. Quads, exactly. And uh, that was the end of the tournament. So uh, that was one that I truly enjoyed. Uh, we also always keep a look at the ladies' tournament, and uh, I know that Angela Rodamoed did play this year, and a lot of our friends, Jackie, he, uh, she was in there also, and of course, Marsha Wolak and Abby Daniels were out there, and uh, a lot of our good friends uh, playing in that. And then a lot of the big-name ladies, too, Lonnie Harwood and uh, Lexi Galvin uh, went fairly deep and, and had a good... Jackie Scott, I'm sorry, I uh, completely blanked on that, but uh, she always calls me Bill anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, she calls me Mike. She calls me Big calls Mike. Big Mike? There yeah. you go. So I always uh, pick on her on that, and there I forgot her name on the show. But Jackie Scott played, and uh, she made a travel out there to, to win. But the winner was Heidi May. I uh, don't know much about Heidi, but uh, she's from Australia, and uh, she won the ladies' event. She's from Hobart, Australia. 718 ladies played, which is pretty encouraging, I would say. Um, and one guy? And one guy. Uh, We'll tell you about him in just a second, but uh, uh, she picks up the win over Deborah Worley-Roberts, and uh, really I'm not too familiar with too many people on the final table, but I have heard of Alexis Sterner and Tiffany Lee also. Uh, They also made the final table, but Heidi May wins $135,000 for getting the win there. Some of the notables... uh, Lynn Gilmartin uh, from uh, WPT Shows uh, played, finished 49th. Vanessa Selps played and finished 56th. Julie Cornelius was 77th, and uh, a whole list goes on from there. So, Did our good friend Stacy play in that by I any chance? I don't believe Stacy played. I, I don't believe. she. I think she had said that she didn't. She wasn't really too into that, Right, playing in the women's events. But uh, we do know that she's hanging in there in the main, and uh, we'll be following her uh, in that one as well. Uh, the story kind of arising out of it was the gentleman who played. Uh, his name is uh, Simon Dupre Bellavance, who is a Canadian uh, professional hockey player who formerly played with uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and with the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. And, uh, of course, you know the rule that uh, he, you has, know, to he has to pay 10000 And, of course, I guess the money didn't mean anything to him. They asked him why he played, and he was kind of evasive at first, but he actually said, uh, his quote was, uh, I've been working on my game since the beginning of the year, and even though poker is a hobby for me, I love the game. I really want to win a bracelet someday. Uh, I thought I had a good chance to do well in the ladies' tournament. But uh, he made it to uh, about the dinner break, and, and that was it. 
They, they, six, about they six chopped levels. them up. They chopped them up yeah, in pieces. Exactly. Huh? He played at the, when he got his first table, he was with the table with Natasha Mercier. And uh, she had a funny uh, tweet. She said, just hopped in the ladies' event with ten big blinds, lighting it on fire, and found one other human lighting it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> so I laughed at that. But uh, and, and Brett Collison, the writer, said, uh, the ladies can thank a hockey player for donating 10000 into the prize pool today. Yeah, there you go. So uh, basically, I don't think it was, uh, you know, Tony Roberto, a uh, local South Florida guy, played in it. I don't think it was last year, maybe the year before. And uh, took a lot of guff from people, but uh, I don't. I was kind of on a bet, and that's what people had asked this guy: Did you play because did of a bet? Did they have an uproar about it like they've had in the past? I don't. I think it's they kind of just overlooked it. I, yeah. I, someone people asked him, "Are you doing it for charity?" And he said, "Maybe." And uh, so he didn't play it off. He didn't quite play it off as no. uh, you know. I'm just having fun. No, and I don't think he took too much guff anyway, but. Uh, He's a pro hockey player, so I'm sure a lot of people uh, would feel a little bit differently about that and maybe say, you know, it wasn't the money, uh, wasn't even really trying to win or make a point. It was just, hey, he wanted to play, he wanted to have fun, and uh, he thought that was his opportunity. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, there was uh, a couple from St. Petersburg on the other side, side of the state here uh, that actually got married during the tournament uh, in, in the uh, Ivy's room at the Aria. Wow. They had set that up, and uh, Sean McCormick, who actually won uh, Executive of the Year uh, at the uh, American Poker Awards earlier this year, he's the uh, director of poker operations at the Aria, and uh, when he first heard about it, he said, ah, there's no other way we can do this, but uh, eventually he they said... They found the way. Yeah, they, they, they went to Billy Baldwin, who was his boss, and got the go-ahead, and uh, they had that in Ivy's room. Uh, guests included uh, Kara Scott, uh, B.J. Nemeth who we have had on the show before, and uh, the manager of social media for Poker News, Pamela Maldonado. So uh, it was kind of funny. They asked them about their honeymoon plans. They said, well, we really did the honeymoon first because we knew when everybody came out for the wedding, they would say no more tournaments. <laughs> so uh, they basically had fun and played poker and uh, had a great time. So uh, that was one of the interesting stories. The other story that I'll touch on before our first break here is uh, – uh, because it was a local player, uh, Lazaro Hernandez. I don't know him personally, Joe. You said you've seen him around the rooms a little bit. Yeah. But this was on TV, and uh, he got into it with a fellow named Tony Bracey. And it uh, seems to me that Bracey wasn't really out of line because Hernandez was uh, on the phone during a point or during a hand. And uh, the, this guy, uh, Tony Bracey, asked the dealer to control the table. And uh, Hernandez just got set off completely, <laughs> started screaming at Bracey, said, let's get outside. And uh, he goes, if you want to fight, uh, he used racial slurs. Uh, Bracey is black, by the way. Uh, so Hernandez was escorted out from the room, and they talked to both players. They talked to Bracey really afterwards. He was interviewed on television. I saw it. Uh, the sound was down, and I didn't really know what that was about. But uh, I guess it really... Uh, you know, almost came to a fist fight. And Joe, as a as a poker room floor and manager, you have to deal with these things sometimes. And and I guess uh, sometimes places are a little bit lax. But he says uh, we're we're involved in a hand. He's on the phone, and I just asked the dealer to control the game, which there's really nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't anything wrong, and the dealer should have controlled that. They're not supposed to be on their phone texting or calling if they're listening to music with their headset, on, you know, with their ear ear plugs in. You know, that's fine. But if they're texting, you kill their hand. 
You kill right. their hand. You ask them. You got to get off the phone. They don't get off the phone within five. Well, he seconds. may not have been on. He may not have been in the hand, but he was at the table whenever when people they were in a hand. Well, if he's not in a hand, he's. Uh, I mean, but he's most not. Places, is he allowed to text there? Well, he's, well, if you're not in a hand, you know. You, but most people will step step away from the table. Well, I'm sure that. he did it several times, so he probably was in a hand a couple of times when he did it. So, uh, funny thing I thought was this guy was uh, on the heavy side. Uh, which I guess is being kind. Uh, but uh, Bracey said to him, I called him fat and go eat, told him to go eat a Twinkie. Yeah, well, <laughs> this was probably after uh, the the uh, racist remarks that uh, Lazaro made uh, right. that, that incurred him a three-round penalty. And uh, Bracey was suspended for one round. Do you think uh, that's fair for, for one or both? I think it was fair. Uh, you know, I, it's hard not to respond to somebody who's, you know, making a racial comment at, at your expense. So, you know, saying that's that, worse than the texting, really. In my, yeah, exactly. That That's a bigger violation, in my opinion. You know, and um, again, as as a poker room manager, I may have looked to, you know, to give him a, a bigger suspension. Uh, you know, of, instead of just three rounds, I might have suspended. You know, I might have told them, "Listen, you're, you're going to be out for an hour, an hour and a half." I, you know, there's just no room for that, right. and especially at, at your, you know, uh, in, in the main event. I mean, you know, th- this is the showcase of a poker tournament in the whole world, and the last thing you want is someone, you know, saying those those comments to to another player. Right. And you know, penalizing the other player for one round for continuing the the scenario I thought was pretty a very fair you know penalty to assess that that player and like I said I think Lazaro got off light for three rounds right in my opinion and they threatened him with uh, with disqualification obviously I've had I've had those comments made in my room and and when I've heard it you know it sets me off and if and if they don't shut up right away when I'm talking to them, I've had uh, the the police or security escort them out of the room. Yeah, you just can't allow that. You know, okay. I mean, we we don't allow it in in our in, in in the regular world. You know, for the most part of being people being PC, but in a poker room, you really can't do that. Uh, one thing I didn't mention was the number in the main event, uh, seven thousand two hundred twenty-one. Uh, Joe and I talked uh, after day one B. And I uh, informed him there was only 2,900. There was uh, less than 800, I think, in the day 1A. And then 750, about, according yeah, to the I numbers think, that I saw. I thought saw. it was 1795. Oh, okay, but but uh, day 1B had about 2,100, so they were up to, uh, just under 3,000. And in our discussion, we didn't think there was really any way that uh, it was going to set I kept telling you, I said, they need they need 3,000, and they're not even going to get to 6,000. And they wound up getting, what was it, 4,200? 4,200 plus, uh, 42-something. On, uh, on, uh, on day 1C. C. And and they always know that the 1C is going to be the biggest day by far. And, uh, you know, I I think they probably figured maybe 3,500 to 4,000. I wish I had last year's numbers to see if if day 1A and 1B was a higher number than, than, uh, than this year's 1A and 1B. Because I I know day 1A was down this year. Uh, at the end of 1B, I, I'm not sure how that compares with last year, but uh, i got to think Still, it's a little bit. Still, that's an impressive bit, uh, number to get 4,000 people putting, ponying up 10,000 for, for one day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. No, obviously, uh, no re-entries or rebuys in this tournament, so uh, unless you do it illegally, I'm sure some people have tried that before. But uh, as far as, uh, you know, people moving on, uh, I think there was still like a thousand, a little over a thousand left after day one and 
one A and one B, and then the re- today the, the report I was reading on WSOP stated that there was about eleven hundred people left uh, when the, when the when they stopped dealing last night uh, over there from uh, you know on day two A two B. Okay. So, but they had what was it like thirty two hundred coming back today? Yeah. From the forty two forty two hundred that started the day one C. I think I have a report here from one C. Uh, thirty three hundred remaining going into today right. out of the forty two sixty two that started. Uh, just to let you know, uh, the prize pool uh, first place is going to be eight point one five million. And they're uh, paying up total to prize pool is almost sixty eight million, and they're paying a thousand eighty four. That's correct. Uh, 1,084 uh, and a few above that get 15,000 is to pay off the minimum payoff for the buy-in of 10 grand, as you know. Uh, but a great uh, turnout, obviously 7,221, which is the third of all time. Of course, you had the Jamie That's Gold it. year, and then uh, the year that uh, uh, I think it was year Duhamel won uh, was uh, a little Eight bit thou- more. Yeah, it, it was, was seven thousand seven something, seventy four, seventy five, yeah. something like that. So this one was the third of all time, but. Uh, they are currently just got underway on day uh, 2C, uh, TV coverage, uh, as I mentioned, 7.30 on ESPN tonight. Uh, sometimes ESPN, sometimes ESPN2, depending on the day. And, and uh, day 3 will not be shown at all on ESPN, but it will be on Poker Go. And then ESPN picks up almost every day after that, day 4, 5, 6, and 7. And then uh, there'll be two days off, and then they will play the final table, and there'll be uh, three days of coverage on that, playing down from 9 to 6, then from 6 to 3, and then uh, to a champion on the third day. That, that that makes it a little interesting, and I, I I think it breaks up that tension a little bit. There. I think it does too. But I am going to miss the uh, fanfare that led up to the November Niners, and you know all the great articles and all the you know all the great stories that we got to know about these players. Where, like I said, I didn't like the November Nine when it started, but now I'm going to miss it. That yeah, it's going to be gone. Okay, we'll talk about some of our favorites when we come back. How some of our friends are doing, and uh, just kind of have uh, a little talk about some of the crazy hands and that sort of thing too. But we'll take a break here on the show. When we come back, uh, we'll get to more of the World Series of Poker main event well underway here out at the Rio in Las Vegas. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. They'll challenge your authority. They'll try to break your will. They'll push you to the edge of your sanity. Because that's what kids do. But this car is your territory, not theirs. Defend it. Who makes the payments? Who cleans it? Who drives it? You do. That's who. And in here, your word is law. So when you say you won't move until everyone's buckled up, you won't budge an inch until you hear that click. Never give up until they buckle up. 
A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. For more information, visit safercar.gov slash kids buckle up. Watching poker on TV, I've been doing that since I was in high school. For me, just playing the World Series a couple of years ago was the ultimate sort of affirmation of me like experiencing a dream in poker. You know, it was, man, I'm at the World Series, you know, I'm playing against these guys. This was what I watched on TV just four years ago or five years ago. So, yeah, I mean, just being at the World Series and making a final table is is a little a little piece of that dream, a little puzzle, a puzzle piece and what you hope to build as like your ultimate dream in poker. That's our friend Chris Bolick, uh, bracelet winner in uh, event number 50, which was the uh, 1500 Bounty Tournament. And uh, did text back and forth with Chris a little bit, and uh, he said he would come on the show uh, later this summer. He is still alive in the main event. He played on, uh, I think, day 1B, and he made it through day 2B. He's still alive with about... I think 87,000. 87,000 is what I saw last night, if I'm not mistaken. It was either 87 or 78. When right. I may have transposed the numbers, but it's one or the other. Yeah. And he's, he's still alive. By the way, uh, from uh, all, the, all the players will merge together tomorrow. Uh, 1,023 from, uh, from yesterday's play, which was uh, on Tuesday, uh, the 2AB, and they will get together with the maybe... I don't know, 2,500 maybe left from today? What yeah, do you think? anywhere from 2,000 to 2,500 will probably be alive today. Uh, Chris actually has 57,000. So uh, not a huge... Uh, they started with 50,000 chips this year instead of 30. Oh, really? Yeah. And a lot of people were commenting about that. So uh, he is still alive, and uh, we'll follow him, of course. Uh, Steve Carp also still alive. Uh, yeah, and, and another friend of the show that that Steve has always been here, and we're, he's been playing very good poker for the last few years. We've mentioned his name finishing on a bunch of final tables, so good luck to Steve out there. Yeah, he's uh, he's been playing well out there from what I've heard, and uh, uh, Jason and Natasha Mercier uh, still alive. They're playing today in Day 2C. Uh, Jason started today with like 28,000 chips, and... Uh, Natasha, she, she's only about about nine times more, <laughs> exactly. or eight times more. Two hundred eighteen thousand. So that, uh, that that'll lead for some interesting conversation if she happens to win the main event. You know, exactly. I know you have five bracelets, but uh, you don't have the main event one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I was going to look at the uh, the updates of of where we stand right now as far as chip leader. I know through day two uh, A and B, it was about six hundred forty thousand was leading. Yeah, I think there were two people that bagged over six hundred thousand yesterday. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. I saw that two people bagged over 600,000. And I, I didn't know that they started with 50,000 this year for some reason. I thought it was still 30. I said, damn, that's an impressive. Uh, it's impressive regardless. But, yeah. uh, uh, Lawrence Bailey had 618,000. He's from the United Kingdom. Mickey Craft in second with 608. A uh, lot of names and people I've never heard of. Uh, Jared Hamby, I'm familiar with, 455,000. These are from uh, 2A and B. Uh, when you look down the list, though, you know, you don't see too many. Tony Roberto, we mentioned earlier, that played in the ladies' event a couple years well, ago. He's in 29th place, uh, 371,000. One of the players that I noticed that was up near the leaderboard early part, and I didn't, I, you know, I think he was somewhere around 20th place was Jonathan Little. Yeah, he had a, well, uh, almost 300,000 from what I go. heard. So. Um, local player Nick Ag- Augustino uh, always seems to do pretty well in the main, 350,000. He's from Weston. 
Uh, and uh, big names like Marvin Rettenmeyer up there, 359,000. Uh, Charlie Carell, 343,000. Kenny Hollert, uh, who was sixth place last year, uh, you got a chance to see him a little bit. He's uh, doing very well again this year, 331,000. Um, as we look down the list here, uh, Sam Grafton, I got a chance to watch him a good bit last night. He was on the feature table with uh, Doug Polk, and that was very interesting. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to see any of that, but a uh, lot of conversation going on between these two guys, and really looked like a fun table. Uh, I think you could see some really fun tables out there. Oh, I'm sure you can, but and it's you know uh, I haven't had a chance to see anything. I got to see a little bit on Poker Go because I was dealing yesterday. Someone the, had it. A day. guy playing on seat and uh, on the, and seat one was added on, so I was watching some of the action in between the hands. Anyway, Grafton led that table, 314,000, and Doug Polk has 287. So uh, those two guys were having a great time and playing very well. Uh, you mentioned Jonathan Little, 297 is the count on him. And then on down the line, uh, you know, a lot of... I'll tell you what, and, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, some of the people who are nominated for the Hall of Fame this year. You know, one of the guys that we hadn't heard a lot from in the last couple of years, but he's having a great thing here, and whether you love him or hate him, because most people are either going to love him or hate him, is Mike Madison. The mouth. The, the mouth, mouth yeah. and... Uh, you know, he's, he, he, I, I believe he was over 140,000 when I last looked uh, late last night, right before they stopped play. But, right. uh, you know, it just goes to show, you know, whether you like him personally or not, he, the man is a, an, an outstanding poker player. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of times uh, people will have the nut flush or the, or the nut straight and uh, be very encouraged to keep on playing and then end up getting with that uh, board pairing on the river. Uh, full house beating them out. We see that a lot of times. You see that more more often though in in, in Omaha and in either Parliament Omaha, you know, where where when there's four cards involved as opposed to two. I mean, obviously it happens in Hold'em, but you know, it, it, it's a lot less occurring uh, phenomenon when that happens. But yeah, and what were you about to say that these people well, don't just, bet I, their I, hands no, out and they give would, a chance? No, I was going to gonna say uh, some of the major hands that that we're going to talk about. Are full houses getting beat by quads or worse, uh, straight flushes? Well, yeah, but now I'd like to mention the, the Vanessa Selps one, which is okay. the one that I read, because well, uh, well, let's run that down, and I want to get your comments on okay. it. Okay, let me run down the background on it. Uh, blinds were at seventy-five and one fifty. It was about an hour into the first level, just right. an hour into the tournament. Uh, and it just so happened that Vanessa Selps was at the same table with Gael Bowman, who was uh, last woman standing two years ago. Uh, Gael was holding pocket sevens, and uh, Vanessa had pocket aces. aces. Uh, Noah Schwartz was also in the hand, by the way. He had yes. Jack eight offsuit. He got out of the way. He, he got, got out, out of the way early. Out of the train wreck that was about to occur. But the flop came a seven five, all clubs. And as it turned out, Noah was the only one who had a club. But uh, the Aces uh, giving Vanessa a set and also Gael. And uh, it was a flush draw for Schwartz, but he got out of the way after uh, he checked. Selps made it 700. Bowman called, and Schwartz got out of the way. So um, the 7 comes on the turn, so giving quads to Gael. And, uh, you know, the, that pretty much ends the hand, basically. I mean, of course, the case no, ace is It out doesn't there. end it, but it actually, well, in case, my opinion, it just starts right there. Yeah, exactly. That's about where the interesting thing. Because, you're about to have fireworks. Because uh, as the players talk, talked about it afterwards, especially uh, Selbst, who was interviewed, uh, 
it's kind of interesting to see what she was thinking uh, in, on the play. Uh, she checked the turn. Uh, Bowman bet 1,700. Uh, Selps took about 40 seconds in the tank and, and made it 5,800, and Bowman called. Uh, there was a meaningless four of diamonds on the river, and they changed nothing. And after about a minute, Selps bet 16,200. The pot was a little over 14,000. 16,200 was her bet. Uh, Bowman uh, took her time. She's sitting there with quads, uh, pushed 36.5 into the middle. So now Selps says, uh-oh, something's up. Yeah. Uh, she says, are you serious? And, of course, she's talking to herself, trying to figure out the possibilities. Uh, went back and looked at what suit she had. She says, wow, this may be a quick main event for me. I don't know if I'm good enough to fold this. Of course, she is good enough. I don't know who is good enough to fold that hand. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, you know, especially so early on, there are so many hands that you could put Gail on. uh, You could put her on an A7. You could, you know, you could put her on pocket fives that she, you know, hit that set and now has the full house and is putting selps on on ace-king or even even a flush at that point. It's just Vanessa knows that she's a great, great poker player. And for her to shove in on that with her holding the aces – and haven't taken the you know the pre-flop raise, yeah. she had to talk herself into making into into making that call that she she just said there's no way she's got quads. Right. She actually asked Bowman, "What do you think I have?" And someone at the table blurted out flush, and she said, "No, I don't have a flush." And she says, "I'm going to need time." She says, I, "I'm sorry, but I need to think about this." Ace seven of hearts. She said, "Would you shove with ace seven of hearts? Uh, you could have that." So that's what. I, so I think I'm going to call. So she did call, and she asked Bowman, do you have quads? And Bowman said, yes. <laughs> so she said, I almost folded, the Selps did. I almost folded. I wanted to fold. I really did. But now I have a story. And she says, uh, what a gift. And it was. turns out it was her birthday. Whose birthday? Vanessa? Vanessa's, Oh, yeah. wow. That, that's a birthday she's not going to forget. One thing that kind of confused me a little bit, and uh, she, her uh, aces were uh, spades and diamonds, and Gael had uh, the seven were both red sevens uh, that she had in her hand. She said, if I had a heart and a diamond, I could fold, but I didn't have the heart. So what does she mean by that? Wait, wait. What was it again that she said? That she, she said, if I had a heart and a diamond, I could fold, but I didn't have the heart. She had a spade, which didn't mean anything. I, I don't know really what she's saying there, but... Uh, well, I, I guess think. because she would be thinking that uh, that the ace seven of hearts was a combination that was still alive. You understand? So she, that's why she convinced herself to think that that uh, yeah, Gail that had was... an ace seven of hearts. If she had happened to have the heart, oh. then she would have known that that her opponent didn't play a suited you know suited yeah. cards. Okay. So that's probably where she uh, made that they, comment. They did ask Bowman what she thought if the, if she did have a seven of hearts, uh, would she have uh, would she have folded? And she says, well, she said Vanessa took a tricky line when she check raised me on the turn. I knew she was strong, but of course I was hoping she had aces. I, I said I don't think I would fold aces full. Uh, I don't think I could fold it in that spot. And she said uh, that uh, she said yes that she she might have folded. Uh, or that she might have shoved uh, a seven of hearts, and then it, she came back later and said, "I no, nah, I don't think I would have shoved there going through the hand again." So, if she uh, had a cooler, seven, no question. And she, if she had a seven of hearts, and she got Vanessa to jump up to you know you know come out with sixteen thousand, you 
you've got to put her, you almost have to put her on aces. And, you know, when she got raised uh, after the turn, she was just smiling because I'm sure, even though she said, I hope she had aces, she knew that, that she either had aces or she had, you know, flopped, uh, maybe she had played king, queen of clubs strong and, and had flopped the flush. But knowing the, the type of player that Vanessa's, uh, Vanessa is, you know, at that point she had to know my opponent has aces, and if I avoid uh, the case ace on the river, I'm going to take all her chips, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's it, it it's so hard. I mean, you, you know, you, you have to know your opponent, and Vanessa obviously thought she might have those quad sevens. Right. And I think she just took the time to convince herself, you know, to hope and wish that her opponent did not have that pocket, those pocket sevens in the, in the hole. Yeah. Very true. Uh, two other hands I want to get to. One was uh, this really crazy hand that, that seems almost mathematically impossible. <laughs> I mean, obviously it's not, but uh, the three players, uh, Eric Malman, Alex Loro, and Eric Berger. And uh, Malman opened 1,300, one seat over Loro, three bet, and uh, made it 5,000. Then uh, action folded back to Eric Berger. He cold four bet to 12,000. Malman five bet to twenty five k. Laurel wasn't done. He six bet jammed all in for thirty two k. Berger hadn't seen enough. He seven bet over the top for sixty four thousand, and Malman called. So as they turned over their hands, Malman had pocket aces. Uh, Berger had pocket aces, and Laurel had pocket kings. <laughs> Pretty crazy, right there. Now it gets more complicated. The flop comes ten jack queen of hearts. So Malman is holding the ace of hearts. So he has the flush draw. Nine of hearts comes on the turn. So right now. So now he has the uh, he has the the flush draw, uh, the, the flush. Nut, nut flush draw. Uh, so it looks like he has a lock in the hand, and the, uh, basically the other guys were just hoping to chop. Uh, the only thing they could get to chop would be the eight of hearts, which is exactly what comes on the river. <laughs> which means the board is uh, queen, jack, ten, nine, eight, all of hearts. So everyone, all, all three of them had a straight flush to the to, to the, the queen. queen. Yes. And if it had just been, uh, you know, if Malman's ace would have played somehow, then he could have won. But uh, the, obviously the board is a straight he's, flush. So. He's only he's only losing, uh, not losing, he's only tying, I mean, splitting the pot with right. eight of hearts. So instead of Bauman walking away with all their chips, they all get their, they chop the pot. Yeah, that's, three ways. that's you know, that's a pretty crazy. That, that's a brutal beat, believe it or not, yeah, for him. Yeah, you know? for sure. Uh, as it turned out, I think, did they mention anything? No, they didn't mention where the guys went on to or anything. But a uh, well, couple other hands to talk about when I come we, back. We spoke so much about Gail Bauman, uh, but uh, she did get eliminated. Oh, she did. Yeah, she did get okay. eliminated. She was one of the, you know, yeah, that's players right. I that did I saw. That. Yes, I did she had see gotten that. eliminated, so she couldn't. She couldn't run her quad sevens uh, into a deep run. So okay, well, we'll take another break in the show. Don't forget, you can always get the show on uh, uh, Hold'em Radio, which is a good place to listen to the show on SoundCloud, on uh, iTunes, or on our website at PokerActionLine.com. We're going to be updating some of the material on the website, by the way, as well over the next few weeks. So we hope you'll check that out as well. Let's take a break. We'll be back with more of the show when we return. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. 
The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back to the program. Big Dave and Joe uh, talking hands from the World Series of Poker. And I guess this is kind of a glorified version of bad beat stories, uh, but uh, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, it certainly is. I don't know if it's uh, the but best to listen to, but... Well, but this last one, it's funny because I know you have the details there, but I know I had read about someone losing with <laughs> with quads to a straight fl- to a royal flush. So yeah, exactly. That's that's what bad beat dreams are made out of. Uh, yeah, exactly. Ja- bad, bad beat jackpot dreams are made out of. Yeah, there's a good end to that at, at some some point. You know, like uh, at the West Palm Beach Kennel Club, you'd have been very happy to have lost uh, with quads to a royal flush because you'd be getting the lion's share of that bad beat jackpot. Exactly. Uh, the two players involved uh, were uh, Lawrence Grondon and Eric Baldwin. Uh, the flop was uh, uh, 10 deuce king, two diamonds. Uh, Grondon led out and Baldwin called. Uh, they were the only two left in the hand. The turn was a queen of diamonds. Grondon bet and Baldwin called. The river was a deuce and a bet from Grondon saw a raise from Baldwin and Grondon moved all in. Now, uh, of course, Grondon uh, obviously has the best hand here, but uh, you, it's not a bad hand when you're sitting there with uh, with uh, quad deuces. Yeah, yeah. You think you 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 think your opponent just made a big mistake that he got kings full or queens full. Now Baldwin had him out chipped, so uh, he wasn't going to be eliminated, but uh, it was really going to uh, take him down a big time. Uh, so he called. Uh, the two cards were turned over. And Grandin, of course, held the, as Joe ace said, queen. the ace-jack ace of, uh, of diamonds to go with the ten, king, and queen on the board. And Baldwin had pocket deuces, so uh, the cry went up, uh, royal versus quads. And, uh, <laughs> uh, as you said, that's a that's a great situation in, in a lot of uh, poker rooms with bad beat jack. Oh, my God. Everybody would have been very happy at that at that table if, 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 if this was, uh, like I said, the West Palm Beach Kennel Club. And I know around the country that's that's the preferred 
jackpot way of paying people off. So base, uh, Base Baldy goes down, uh, <laughs> Eric Baldwin. Uh, one other one I want to quickly mention because it involved Matt Savage who was playing in the main event. Uh, the board came out, uh, on, through the turn it came out, uh, ten of clubs, six of hearts, six of spades, and then the turn was a seven of spades. Uh, Savage and his opponent both got it all in uh, after the turn, but as it turned out, Savage had pocket tens, so he had uh, a full house uh, on the flop. And uh, I don't know, uh, we didn't have all the exact information on what he played after the flop, and that's how he played it, that sort of thing. Uh, it turns out, though, that his opponents had pocket sixes. So he had flopped quads. So he flopping a full house and going up against someone who had actually flopped quads. Well, you know, these are, like, unbelievable hands. But, you know, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, Dave, when you, uh, when you deal 20-something thousand hands in a day... You're you're going to see hands like that. Yeah. You know, I was I was racking my brain trying to remember uh, where uh, what year it was, and I remember now that I believe it was the year after Moneymaker, with Sammy Farhawk being the runner-up. The following year, he got eliminated on day one, where he flopped. It was the same scenario as Vanessa Selves. He flopped top set. Somebody else flopped a, a lower set, and on the river, the the other guy got the quads and. Sammy got eliminated in that hand, you know, with with, with the the best full house to quads. So, you know, it's fun to fun to read about these things when you're on when when you have no uh, no uh, horse in the race, as they say. You know, you're just enjoying what's happening out there. But uh, these hands do happen, and that, for me, it's a lot of fun reading about them. To be honest with you, because it just lets you know how. You know, how great this game is, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did mention, I believe, the... No, did I mention on the show? I guess I mentioned it to you before the show. Uh, let's run down the uh, uh, ten finalists. It was They were named on Sunday for the uh, Poker Hall of Fame. Uh, there are two new names on the list this year and some that have gone off the list. Uh, Chris Moneymaker did not uh, get on there this year. Uh, a lot of people thought that he would. Uh, but uh, the two newcomers are Maury Escandani, who is a TV producer uh, from uh, Poker Productions and was responsible for Poker After Dark, High Stakes Poker, the Heads Up Championship, and uh, some of the Poker Go stuff like Super High Roller Bowl. Uh, he's definitely a, a contributor or a builder uh, of the of game. game. And uh, the other one that's uh, a holdover from last year is Matt Savage. So we, we know that he's qualified, certainly, for the stuff Wasn't that he's Wasn't Max done. on it last year also? Ma- yeah, Ma- I'm talking about Mac- the, the, two, uh, new, the two newcomers, oh, the two were, newcomers were Escandani also. and Phil Ivey. Okay. Uh, Phil Ivey, of course, is probably the one who's a shoe-in, I would say. Yeah, he's... Uh, as far as the players, the other players that are back uh, on the ballot this year, David Chu, five-time bracelet winner, 70 career caches. Uh, Ted Forrest, uh, known for a couple of his prop bets, like a weight-losing bet that he had against uh, the Mouth, six-time bracelet winner. Uh, the Mouth is also one. Uh, we know what his, about his storied career. Uh, Huck Seed, who actually was there a few years ago when they opened the new poker room, the Stacks poker room at uh, Seminole Coconut Creek. He was one of the people that they hired to come in, along with Jason and uh, J.J. Walker, Jimmy Walker, uh, from <laughs> Good Times, and a couple other c- celebrities. But uh, I haven't seen him much since then. He's, he's kind of dropped out of the game a little bit, I think. How old is Huck? 
Don't know, but I would say early 50s maybe. Okay. Be my well, guess. Let me tell you. You won the main event in 96. This this life sometimes, you know, takes, gets, it you. takes yeah. a toll on you. So, you know. Uh, the Euro players that are back, three of them, uh, Max Pescatori, uh, certainly is impressive. Uh, not sure if it's worthy of Hall of Fame or not. Uh, David Uliet, Devilfish, uh, is was a favorite for his antics, uh, one of the most popular players from Europe, and uh, unfortunately he did rub people the wrong way, and, and uh, people wonder if he should be in or not, but he is very popular. Well, Thor Hansen is the other, he's from Norway. Also, the David passed away, uh, didn't he, uh, David Yes, yes away about a year and a half ago, ago I yeah. think, yeah. Uh, the players that are not back this year, Bruno Fatusi, Chris Bjorn, and Eli Alesra. Who didn't make the cut this year? So, what do you think? Uh, is it Ivy for sure? I think Ivy's a slam dunk. You know, especially since he came out. You know, from this, uh, from the mess that we were mentioning about Chris. Everybody being some people being upset about Chris Ferguson. You know, being in the Player of the Year thing here at the WSOP. You know, Phil Ivy got out in front of this right away, and you know. Uh, Screamed, screamed to the world that he had nothing to do with it and that, you know, it was uh, shameful and that these people should be held, you know, to the, to the ultimate accountability for these things. And, you know, he's, he, he has survived a couple of things, obviously, right. with, the, with the card marking that, you know, that they, they didn't pay him his winnings. Cause the edge sorting. The edge yeah. sorting, as, as it, it's, it's called. But um, uh, there's no denying that Phil has always been, you know, if you name top ten poker players in the world, you were probably naming him in the top three always. So let's have your other choice. Uh, you have uh, uh, Mori Eskandani. You have uh, the three Europeans, Max Pescatori, David Uliot, and uh, Thor Hansen. You have Matt Savage. And then the three America or four Americans, David Chu, Ted Forrest, Mike Mattiso, and Huxied. Well, let me tell you, I remember for a time a few years ago, David Chu was just incredible, you know, uh, always always finishing, always final tabling uh, tournaments left and right. Um, I think a lot of these people will eventually make it to the Hall of Fame. This year, my guess would be obviously Phil, and I would probably... Choose David as as the uh, okay. as the other person to get in this year. Uh, although he could be too young and too active in the game right now, I would go with Matt Savage. I think he deserves it. I think Matt will get in in the next couple of years. But uh, you know, obviously for not only being a player but for everything else that he does for poker, so he he definitely has all the credentials to be in there. It it, it we've discussed this before. It kind of sucks that you can only put two of them in there. Yeah. Because this class alone probably has. At least three, if not four, that deserve to go right in right now. If it's who I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a Devilfish, uh, David Uliot. Uh, well, of course, he passed away, as you mentioned. And Ivy, who knows if he'll show up or not. Uh, so he could have a ceremony with nobody there. Yeah, but we had Carlos Mortensen uh, two years ago, I believe, right? I thought and, it was last year. Oh, was it last year? It he was. was one of the uh, international players to get in. Well, there was such an outcry that the international players weren't getting in, and it, there was a big movement among uh, poker fans in Europe to get David Ulliot in. And, uh, but I that's think that I was think more of a sentimental. I think well, that was probably more of a so. sentimental. It was right after he died. You're right. He passed away. Sure. You know, he, he was a great, great for the game, great poker player. But I believe some of these other other players, 
you know, have a little better credentials to get in at least right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, that will all be coming out uh, very shortly. Of course, we don't have uh, the big amount of time on when exactly they'll be inducted because they're no, usually tied in with the November 9 and that sort of thing. There is no November 9 this year, so I'm not sure exactly how that will work out, but uh, we'll keep you updated. We'll see what happens. There's not a whole lot of time, though, to get the vote in, so we'll see what they, what they come up with. But those are the nominees, and uh, we'll check it out. That's it. We'll, we'll wait for the final vote. <laughs> okay. Let's take our final break on the show, uh, and when we come back, we'll try to update you on some of the counts from uh, Day 2C and and uh, see who we can identify still being in there. And then uh, if I get a chance, we'll touch on this uh, Pennsylvania thing because uh, that could happen this week as well. So we'll be back with our uh, final segment. When we return, you're listening to Poker Action Line. Uh, SoundCloud, great place to pick it up. Get that on your uh, on your app, or get that app on your uh, tablet or your phone, and you can always pick that up. You'll get tweets from them on uh, when the show runs and that sort of thing. So uh, check it out, and uh, we'll talk more when we return here on Poker Action Line. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean. You can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Final segment of the program, Big Dave and Joe here, along with Gio on the controls, uh, as usual, and uh, uh, doing a great job. And uh, certainly we'll uh, bring you shows as we head into uh, toward the main event. We will have a show next week. Uh, we will be posted most likely on Wednesday and then possibly earlier the following week uh, after the main event is uh, concluded. So... Um, we certainly will have lots of stories. We're working on some guests. Uh, we'll have some fun, and we we should be at the final nine by next by our next show. No, 
the final nine starts on the 20th, uh, so as we do the show today, it's... The, It'll be today's the 12th, so on so the 19th, we will know already by the time well, we start our yeah, show we'll next week. Yeah, we'll November know who the November 9 is, but we won't have exactly. gotten into that final table. So we'll run down. Next, we'll try to we'll give you an update on those players next week. We'll try to handicap the, the final nine. Just a little <laughs> bit of the uh, TV coverage uh, as we get closer uh, to the uh, November 9, well, the final nine, I should say, the final table. Uh, which will be July 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Uh, the schedule uh, is expanded. Uh, day three, as I mentioned, will just be Poker Go tomorrow, so if you don't have the app, you're not going to be able to see it, but I would highly recommend getting the app, and there's a there's a coupon code basically on uh, WSOP.com that lets you save $10 on the year, which is $99 minus the $10, $89, or you can pay $10 a month if you want to pay on a monthly basis. Uh, so day four, uh, Poker Go and ESPN2 will split the coverage. Uh, day five, uh, we'll have ESPN2 on from 2 to 4 in the afternoon. That's a Saturday afternoon. So uh, they'll actually have uh, afternoon poker at the start of the day, and then they'll switch over from 4 to 9.15 uh, to Poker Go. And then the final two days uh, will be shown in their entirety uh, until the end. Uh, that is day six and day seven. Uh, the 16th is roughly 27 players, and then the 17th they'll be down to the final nine at the end of the night. Uh, ESPN2 will have primetime coverage, and then after they get done, they'll switch over to Poker Go till 3 a.m. in the morning. So you're not going to miss a minute if you if you are so inclined. Uh, again, 9 to 6 on uh, the 20th, 6 to 3 on the 21st, and, and down to a champion on July 22nd. Uh, some really good TV coverage, and when you have the Poker Go, it's not all uh, Lon McCarron and, and Norman Chad. You get uh, Nick Schulman, you get Ali Najad, you get some really uh, good uh, uh, evaluation from uh, the magician, Antonio Esfandiari, and uh, a lot of great stuff. Of course, Kara Scott doing a lot of the interviews and that sort of thing. So it's been pretty good, and I've, I've enjoyed it quite a bit. I really have. Um, I wanted to look quickly at the chip counts from today, which is 2C. Uh, the chip leader is uh, Kwok Vu from Garland, Texas, 375,000. Um, don't see a lot of big names in the top 20. Uh, I guess the biggest name I can come to right here would be Natasha Mercier at 26th. Currently 26, 205,000, which is down a little bit from the start of the day. Chino Reem is doing well. Uh, he's uh, almost doubled his chip stack today. Uh, in fact, two guys from the South Florida area, Chino Reem and Adam Levy, are tied with 193K. Uh, let's see, other big names on here. Uh, you have to go quite a ways down the list uh, to hear some uh, big names. Grant Hinkle, 60th place with 163,000. J.J. Liu with 60, uh, with 60. Stacey Madison, 148,000. So she's having a pretty good day, up 50,000 for the day. Uh, Matt Affleck, right, tied uh, with her at 148K. And let's see, Bernard Lee, another good friend of the show at 138,000. So oh, we'll have some good, good people for to cheer you, for. Bernard. No question about it. Gavin Smith, 130K. Joey Weissman, a South Florida player from Boca, 128K. And uh, Brian Rast, doing well at 125,000. So. Uh, very interesting, uh, and uh, certainly we'll have some people to pull for if you uh, get a chance to see some of the TV coverage. That's the only drawback for me, is they concentrate on the feature table. And at this point, I would say seven out of the nine guys at the feature table you never heard of before. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the nature of seven seventy two hundred people in a field. I, I wish they would change the location of the table from time to time. Obviously, the future table has to be where the cameras are set up and the lights, but you could move people out of there, out to an outer table, and bring in another whole group maybe once an hour. Yeah, What's but the difference of that? Yeah, it's... it's uh the clock keeps ticking. You're missing hands. Uh, you know, other people are complaining that they're putting up blinds when you're not. You know, it's it it almost becomes a logistic nightmare to move one table to one side and another really? table to the other side. So, as nice an idea as that is, and and most people would probably agree with you that they'd love to see that. What they should probably do in the future is set up four or five feature tables, you know, that, that they already have the cameras set up for and everything else, and then you can switch off. You've got 45 players that you can go back and forth from and get a lot of more interesting stories than, than just one main table. By the way, if uh, you're interested in uh, Player of the Year honors, John Monette is the leader now, John Raisner second, and Chris Ferguson third. Wow. So that's the Player of the Year race. We'll keep a look on that. Uh, Carlos Mortensen, I see him still in there, and... Uh, Mike Dentali, uh, who played Kate Hall in that head-to-heads-up matchup, he's still in. Tristan Wade from South Florida. Uh, Rob Mizrahi, still in there. And uh, Harrison Gimble, also from South Florida. So uh, a lot of uh, interesting names still in here, and we'll see what happens. You didn't mention Jason, so I'm hoping he didn't get eliminated. Well, I don't see him, but I would probably have to go to the end of the line. That's true. That's right. He started with such a small small staff. Uh, The final thing I wanted to mention was uh, there's a lot of talk about online poker on the side, and... And uh, Nick uh, Sortle from the Herald wrote a nice article about uh, what's happening, and uh, we'll have to probably get more on that next week. But I did want to just briefly mention as we uh, finish up here for the night that Pennsylvania is uh, certainly a possibility to get going here. It's one of those uh, states that has been on the verge for quite some time, and uh, uh, we'll see what happens. But the quote came out that uh, the the Senate... Legislator from the state said something could happen by the end of the week. Well, Dave, we mentioned a few weeks ago that they had already penciled in income from online gaming into their state budget. Right. So you know, it kind it, of been forced it, even into though it. it's, it's even though it's great that we love hearing the fact, but you know, they they almost uh, almost tied their hands into this, and uh, I don't care how they do it. I'm glad that it's getting. Hopefully, it will get done at the end of this week. Uh, and uh, listen, we need more states to do the same thing that they did. Start adding that money, uh, start uh, projecting that money into your state budget and to paying things off on the state. That way uh, the voters have almost no choice but to, vote, to allow it to come in. Senator Jay Costa was the one who mentioned that he has said that we, I anticipate resolution by the end of the week. And then he t- uh, tweeted again and said, uh, we ex- we expect the expansion to take place by the end of this week, including online poker. So it's it's definitely there. Uh, the clock's ticking. We'll see what happens, but uh, that's uh, we'll good have news. more on that over the next couple that's days. Real for good sure. news. And it's certainly something finally starting to happen. Yeah, I'm glad they went forward with that after saying that they had put that into their budget. Anyway, that's going to do it for tonight's show. Uh, we will be back with you next week as we head toward the uh, final nine, the final table. And uh, we'll talk about what happens day three through seven uh, and lots of other crazy hands for you and other stuff as well. Joe, thank you. Good luck to all the friends of our sh- to all the friends of this show that are playing out there. I hope all of you make it to that final Absolutely. Table. Gio, thank you for all your work, and uh, we will talk more next week on the show. It's Poker Action Line. Check us out every week. 
uh, on the Internet or uh, on the iTunes is a good place to find us as well. We'll see you next week. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 